What I want you to think about if you're wanting to quit your job is to simply decide what your boundaries are. You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. Hello, hello. It's been a hot minute since I've done a solo episode. We've had a lot of really amazing guests lately, and I haven't wanted to disrupt the schedule of like amazing people with a solo episode because every time that we record a guest episode, I get so excited to share it and I can't wait any longer. And so I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll just wait to do a solo show for a while. And suddenly it's been like a really long time since we've done a solo show. So I'm excited today to be behind the microphone by myself. Well, kind of. I mean, I always love having someone with me to talk to, but I'm excited for today's episode. Um, This is a question that I get. I used to get this question really often. I haven't as much recently. However, I've noticed people asking this question a lot more. And I think it's because in this post-COVID world, uh, there are a lot of people who have side hustles or who are curious about entrepreneurship and curious about pursuing being their own boss. And so they're kind of thinking, what would it take for me to quit my job, for me to leave my job? And so I wanted to share everything that I did when I quit my job. So first of all, I think maybe I'm a bit of an odd entrepreneur because while I love to work with people who are anxious to quit their job and pull together like a strategy and a plan so they can make that happen if that's something that they want. I don't think that everybody should quit their job. (laughs) That's not my goal in this episode today. I think entrepreneurship is amazing and it is like such a joy in my life. It's how I feel, you know, one of the ways that I feel fulfilled, but it's not that for everybody. And it's a lot of work. And Jeff, my husband and I often joke, like he he is coming into different parts of the business now, um, specifically with the studio. So it's shifted a little bit, but for the most part, he goes to work every day and he comes home. He's also very good at compartmentalizing. And I've never been good at that, even when I had a day job. And he's able to like leave office problems at the office, and not worry about them and not think about them. And he's a great employee. Like he's wonderful. They're so lucky to have him. And I don't think I'm biased in saying that, but he's just able to kind of have these two almost separate lives. And with entrepreneurship, that's not the case. It all, in my experience, it really all melds together. And sometimes that's really wonderful. And sometimes it's a lot. So I don't think entrepreneurship is for everyone, but for, for people like us, for people like me, it's a huge um, like fulfillment in your life. And I can definitely understand getting to the point where you feel like, okay, I mean, essentially the point that I came to was, okay, I either need to like double down in my day job and start climbing the ladder, or I need to quit and give everything to my business. But like giving half of me to each of these things is not working. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to my employer. It's not fair to my clients. Like this is not working. Uh, So I definitely understand being in that situation. That said, I have always been extremely lucky 
because I had a job. I've always had a job that I love, like love, love, love. Just because it wasn't where I was meant to be for forever. I mean, most jobs aren't, right? Doesn't mean that it wasn't a great job. Like it was wonderful. I met some of the absolute best people I've ever encountered in my life who I'm still close with today. Um, So I wasn't in a toxic situation where I needed to like take the leap and quit and all like that was not my situation. If that's your situation, if your job is running you dry, if it's just depleting you, if it's giving you terrible anxiety, if it's a legitimate toxic work environment, this your quitting story is probably going to look a lot different from mine and it should. One of the beautiful things about when I left my job was that I had time. I had two jobs that I really loved for the most part. I had my day job and I had my photography business. And because of loving both jobs, I had the time to kind of figure out, okay, where do I want to devote my time? Where do I want to grow? How can I design a photography business that really serves my life and not the other way around if and when I decide to leave this day job? So I had the luxury of time. I get that a lot of people don't. Um, I just want to kind of caveat this conversation with that because everything that I did before I quit my job is a really long list. And again, it's not going to be that path for everybody. I know plenty of people who have very successful stories who just one day got sick of it and walked into work and quit their job. That's not my personality. It's not um, my level of anxiety would not work with that. (laughs) Like I kind of need to have a couple backup plans and a lot of um, cushion, I guess, for any sort of that risk. Which is, interestingly enough, I don't feel like that's as much the case anymore. Um, I think as you are, like, as you kind of go headfirst into entrepreneurship, that need isn't there quite as much. It, it can't be because you have to take a lot of risk in business. But at the time, I hadn't been taking a lot of risk. And so this felt like the riskiest thing that I could do. It felt absolutely terrifying. And so my path to quitting was really, really long. And half of the things that I'm going to talk about today, I did as a backup plan. I did not do them thinking someday when I quit my job, I did this thinking if I want to quit my job, I have a plan. I also, my first job that I ever worked at out of college, which I absolutely loved, it was a corporate job. And after I had been there for about a year, year and a half, they started experiencing a lot of layoffs. And I joke that I have PTSD from that, which PTSD is not something to joke about, but I do wonder about um, like the, the mental um, load of that because I, I was at this job when I was like 21, 22. I was really young. It was my first experience with a job outside of college and all of a sudden like half of my team got laid off and my friends got laid off. And I really believe that that changed the way that I operate because it made it clear that I needed a backup plan. And so a lot of what I did before I quit my job was what I was doing just in case, just in case I got let go, just in case, um, you know, something terrible happened and I needed a backup plan. I had that in place. So that's seven and a half minutes of me telling you (laughs) caveats to this episode. I never want to tell you this is the way I did it. And therefore this is the way you should do it. But I know when I was looking to quit my job, stories like this were really helpful because it's just helpful to see kind of who goes before you and what they did and the fact that 
it, it depends on a lot of things, right? It depends on your personality and how you operate and um, if you have a family depending on you, all of those things. So let's talk about this. The first thing that was really important to me, so I'm going to break this into two sections, essentially. Section one being everything that I did before I even like considered quitting my job, just as like, um, it was kind of essentially just how I was setting up my business because I had this day job as well. And so I wanted to make sure that my side hustle was like serving me in a really positive way and not becoming just like a time and energy drain. So the first half of this is what I just did from essentially the get-go. And the second half of this is what I started doing when I realized, okay, I think I'm actually going to quit my job. The first thing in the first category, so before, before this was even a thought in my head, but I just needed that backup plan, was that we paid off a lot of debt. This isn't to say that we didn't make like plenty of frivolous spending decisions because I essentially, um, especially when I was at my corporate job, I was making good money. My husband was making good money and we had this side hustle and we had no kids. So like, are you kidding? We, we were set up very good. And we, we used my side hustle money, my photography money to pay for our honeymoon. We bought a camper. Like we did a lot of really fun stuff, but we also made it a priority to pay off debt. So for us, that the biggest thing there was student loans. And it took us a while to do that. That wasn't instantaneous by any means, but it was a big priority. So we paid off student loans. Um, we paid off, you know, cars. Um, when we bought the camper, we made sure to pay off the camper, those types of things. We didn't want to have a whole lot of additional debt outside of like our mortgage. And as the years have gone on, that's mostly stayed the same. It ebbs and flows. When we opened up the studio, we took on a bit of debt to do that on the business side. What else? When we've purchased cars before, like even this last winter, we we had just gotten uh, a new vehicle and our second vehicle just like stopped working. <laughs> so we unexpectedly had to get a second new vehicle, newer, new to us vehicle. Um, so we had to have a car payment again. Like, you know, it ebbs and flows, but it is a priority for us to have um, not a lot of debt. The other thing or another thing that was a priority for us to figure out early on was retirement. And I attribute the fact that we did this, we did this at a really young age. And I attribute that to two things. One, my dad was a banker. So this was something that he talked about when I was young. And so it was something that I knew was really important from early on. I also, as I mentioned, my first job was a corporate job at a big company. And so I was really lucky to have a great retirement plan, um, like match 401k from them, as well as get connected with the financial planner and um, have the opportunity to really get those things figured out early on. And I'm so thankful for that in retrospect. And so that was something that we knew if I was going to quit my job. And again, at this time, it was purely hypothetical. Um, I was still working my my first job at that point. We were still in Iowa, but we knew that it was a priority that if I was going to quit my job, I still needed to be putting money into retirement and potentially even more because I wouldn't be getting that match. So that was something that was uh, just part of the consideration. And then once we had that figured out, we also, I should say, I had an income goal. And this was more when I was at the job that I ended up leaving. So we were back in South Dakota 
And I knowing what I was making from that job and what I needed to be making to, um, you know, still be able to contribute to retirement and pay our bills, pay my business bills, that type of thing. I set an income goal and I wanted to set this. Now, again, (laughs) this was at a point when I wasn't quite like at the point where I was ready to leave my job yet. And so I was just kind of like playing and seeing what was possible. And as, as we know, I was like doomsday prepping too. So I don't know that this is entirely um, possible or necessary for most people. However, I decided that my income goal at first, I said I wanted it to be twice what I was making, like my annual salary from my day job, and eventually um, made it about three times what I was making. I know that that sounds a bit scary. Three times any salary (laughs) is a lot of money. Uh, However, I wanted to be sure that I could still contribute to retirement, that I could um, give back in some ways. That was something that the job that I left, it was a priority for them to give back. And I wanted that in my business. It was a, a huge consideration. And I'll talk about this in a second. But one of the things that we knew we would have to figure out I had really good health insurance at the company that I worked at. And so we were going to have to figure out what that was going to look like. And so I wanted the extra money for that. Um, We wanted more kids. So I wanted the extra money for that. So there were a lot of things going into the fact that I didn't just want to get to the point where I was matching my day job salary. I needed to pretty significantly exceed it. And again, this is doomsday prepping. I don't know (laughs) that it's necessary for everyone. But in retrospect, I'm, I am glad that I did it like that. I've talked about this in another episode about side hustles and how you're really at an advantage with a side hustle. But because in a lot of cases, you're with a side hustle, obviously, you're making a full-time income from another job. You have a lot of flexibility with your side hustle to price things in a way to make sure that you're making a full-time income or more before you quit your day job. It takes time, but you can absolutely set it up so when you quit your job, you're actually making more money. Um, Like I said, it takes time, but it is possible. And it's a huge advantage. And that's essentially what I wanted to do. And so this forced me to really reflect on what I was charging, what my expenses were too. I mean, that's a huge part of it. And make sure that this business was like really serving me and actually providing for my family before it had to because I didn't have another option. So those are the things that I did just as I was building my business to make sure that it was a healthy business. Now, once we got to the point where it seemed like, okay, I either need to quit my day job or like something has to change. Basically, I was just, I was spread way too thin. We had just had a second baby. There was just a lot going on. And so it was becoming very clear that like, okay, what got me here has been fine. It's great. I'm thankful, but it's not going to get me to wherever I'm going next because I will, I will die. <laughs> I was exhausted. Um, once I hit that point, I made it a priority to save three to six months of expenses for my business and my family. Now, at the time, my business was purely photography. It's changed a lot since then, but when it was only photography, I had very few expenses. So that part was easy. 
the saving, um, saving the six months of expenses for my family was what took a bit of time. But that was a really big priority because essentially, and I had done a lot of reading on the topic when I was like, okay, do I need to, you know, if I need to quit my job, if I'm going to quit my job, what happens next? Then everyone said, you want a runway. You need a runway. And a runway is about three to six months of expenses for your family. So if you don't book a single project in six months, you're okay for six months. And the chances are, and, and I, I knew this, chances were that I was going to continue booking. So it wasn't a huge concern, but the three to six months of expenses made me feel so much better about that and not stressed about where's my next paycheck coming from? Because that's a huge thing when you quit your job is you don't have those steady paychecks anymore, um, or at least that oftentimes is the case. So three to six months of expenses for my business and for my family in a savings account. We also started looking into options when it came to health insurance. For a while, we looked into, so health insurance is expensive. This is not new information. And my husband's company that he works at, he does not have like the best health insurance plan. And I had a really good one. So we knew that whatever we ended up doing, things were going to change. Um, We looked for a bit into like Christian ministry type programs for healthcare. Um, and it's, it's basically like a health insurance share. Some of the companies that do this are like Christian Healthcare Ministries, MediShare, Liberty HealthShare. I'll link a couple in the show notes. I think we actually did do this for a couple of months, but not for very long. I think ultimately we just felt a little bit more secure with traditional healthcare, but I know plenty of people who use Christian healthcare ministries or you know companies like it and absolutely love it. It ended up not being the fit for us, but it's definitely an option and it's a lot more affordable than traditional health insurance. We did end up eventually switching to a family plan through Jeff's insurance. So the fact that we were able to do that is huge. And if that's not something that is an option for you. Um, this conversation obviously looks different and probably looks a lot more expensive. Ultimately, like our insurance isn't cheap, our plan isn't great, but it's fine. And we're, you know, lucky to have it at all. So that was something that we thought a lot about because we knew it was going to change like how much money we needed every month. But it did ultimately end up working out because we could switch to Jeff's plan and that would be fine. I had a lot of anxiety about quitting my job Uh, and it was this weird, I think I've talked about this before, it was this weird juxtaposition of knowing that I am replaceable, they will replace me and it will be fine. But also these people who I'm leaving are my friends, I adore them and hiring is a pain and it's annoying (laughs) and onboarding new people onto, you know, clients that you've had for forever, like that is a lot. And so I, I knew that they would replace me and that it would be totally fine. I also knew that by me stepping away, I, it was going to like cause issues. You know what I mean? Even though it's something that like any company is used to and can handle, like I still felt bad about it. Plenty of people have told me <laughs> that like, that's ridiculous. People quit every day, get over yourself. And I totally agree, but I still, I was like sick over it. So one of the things that I did was I met with someone else from my company who had recently quit. I offered to buy her a glass of wine. um, And I just kind of said, like, how, how's everything going? Am I missing anything? Like, you know, I've, this is what I've saved. This is what I've figured out. Like, am I missing anything? 
And then how did the conversation go when you quit? Like, I'm so scared. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't expect them. You, you don't think that they'll be like, you asshole, like, get out of here. You can leave, whatever. Like, that's obviously not going to happen nine times out of 10. But I still thought like, what if they're so mad and they hate me forever? I was just so concerned. It was absolutely ridiculous. But that's just, I've been the same way when I have to like, you know, walk away from clients. I talked about that in the episode about walking away from my biggest client. Like I made myself sick over that decision. I just, (laughs) I have this ridiculous need for everyone to love me and that's not realistic. Anyway, that's an episode (laughs) for another day. I met with someone else who left my company and I talked with her and that was really insightful. She was the one who told me about the different like Christian healthcare ministries. She was the one who, or she was another person who said, you know, make sure you have a runway. Um, One of the things that she said was to um, make sure that, or I can't remember exactly how this conversation went, but, um, oh, I know. She had said like it was really challenging because I think she gave like three or four weeks as opposed to two weeks. And she had said it was really challenging because you're kind of like you're excited for the next thing, right? And you have to stay another two weeks and in her case, three. And so she said she was like, don't give any more time than you need to. Like your heart's not going to be in it. Your brain's not going to be in it. And I did take that into consideration. Um, Ultimately, when I quit, I went to my employer and like told them what was going on. And I said, I'm totally fine to be out of here in two weeks. I'm also fine to stay and help onboard the next person or like create a transition plan. And I did this for a couple of reasons. One, I wanted to leave on a good note. Is that not obvious? <laughs> like I, I have problems. But again, I, I am not the type of creative who or entrepreneur who was like, I couldn't wait to leave my day job. No, I mean, there are parts of that that are true, but I really liked my job. And I, I had great ownership in the work that I had done for our clients. And so I wanted to really like make sure that they were good. Um, and they took me up on that. So I actually stayed for about six weeks after I gave my notice. It was challenging to like keep my head in the game, but it was, it was really important to me. That's not something that you have to do. It was challenging, but I really am so glad I did it that way. Um, And I think it helped kind of like ease me in to quitting. (laughs) I was prepared for them to say like, no, two weeks is fine. You know, you can be done in two or that's like, we're good in two weeks. I was prepared for that. But the fact that they didn't meant that I had six more weeks of a paycheck. That's great too. It took me right up until our family vacation. And so I literally... I ended work on a Thursday. I went out with everybody and had drinks. It was so fun. On Friday, I like ran errands and it was the most bizarre, fun, (laughs) exciting day ever, not having to report anywhere that morning. And then Saturday, we left for family vacation. So it, it worked really, really great. Ultimately, what I want you to think about if you're wanting to quit your job is to simply decide what your boundaries are right? You can tell them I'm done in two weeks. You can tell them, Hey, I'm, I'm great staying on and helping you come up with a transition plan. Um, you can do something in the middle. I'm so happy that I didn't just give my two weeks, even though no one would have cared. Like I'm confident that they would have thought, okay, cool. No big deal. But the way that I did it, um, just like brought a lot of closure. It made me very proud of how I left. I was very happy with it. So there's nobody like, People don't write a rule book for this kind of thing. Um, And so if you feel strongly that you want to 
stay a little bit longer or offer to stay a little bit longer, at least offer it and see what happens. The last thing that I did before quitting my job was I decided to just do it already. (laughs) I probably for about a month or so, my husband will probably tell you it was longer, but I would say for about a month, I just like vacillated back and forth on like, should I do it? Should I not do it? I don't want to have this conversation. I need to have this conversation. My family needs me to do this. My family can suck it up. Like I was back and forth every single day. And I've told this story before, but I just think it's funny. I was standing in the kitchen. I can literally see the scene. And I was talking to Jeff about like someday if I quit my job, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And I said that kind of stuff a lot. And he just looked at me and he, my husband is, he's an Enneagram nine. He's a peacemaker through and through. He is quiet. He is kind. He is not um, confrontational. And he looked at me and goes, Maddie, I don't want to hear another word about you maybe quitting your job until you walk into work and give them your two weeks. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) okay. But it was like, that was the permission that I needed to, I I think that that activated like the stubborn part of me that was like, fine, then I'll do that. Like, I'm going to do it. And literally about two days later, I came home and I was like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I'm quitting my job, (laughs) which in retrospect is kind of funny, but we had everything set up so I could make a decision that quickly. And when it all came down to it, it was probably not that quickly um, because I had been doing the work previously that I just talked about. I always kind of expected that there would be like this moment and even people would tell me this. There's probably going to be a day or a moment where something happens and you just know, like you know it's time to quit your job or you know that it's time to double down at your day job and not do photography anymore. Like there's just going to be a moment that you know it. And I was like, yeah, totally. And that moment never came or maybe it did. And I was completely oblivious to it. But I think the reality is this move is scary. It doesn't matter if you have $20,000 in a savings account or $50,000 in a savings account, or you're making three times as much at your side hustle than you are at your day job. Like none of that matters. It helps, but it doesn't matter when it comes to the emotional side of quitting your job. It's really scary and it's uncomfortable. And it's really the first time, at least in my experience in business, where it's like, well, here we go. Like, this is a major risk. I have no idea what's going to happen. Quite frankly, I don't even know if this is the right call, but for some reason, I feel like I have to do it. And I had had that feeling, but because of all of the people who I felt like depended on me for some reason, you know, like between my husband and my kids and my coworkers and I just felt like I couldn't make the decision for me. And so then when Jeff said that, I was like, okay, fine. If that's all it takes, I'm doing it. And there are probably the majority of entrepreneurs decide to do it long before I did. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm a bit of a weird one. <laughs> but I think for everybody, there comes a point when you just have to decide to do it. Since quitting my job, and reflecting on all the different things that I did beforehand. I've talked to a couple of other entrepreneurs who have side hustles and have day jobs, and they like their day jobs. They're actually quite similar to me. And I'll kind of go through, okay, well, do you have your health insurance figured out? Are you saving for retirement already? And do you have a plan to continue that? What's your debt look like? 
What's your income goal? Um, what do you have in a savings account? Like talk about all these things. And they're like, check, 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 check. Like they've got it all figured out and they're still not doing it. And I get it. That was me, right? Like I totally get it. They want to do it, but they haven't. And there just comes a point where you have to jump. And I don't say that lightly or flippantly because in my opinion, I think it's a lot better to jump with like 67 safety nets, safety parachutes, backup plans, if you will, um, like I did. Again, you don't need that, but it helped me for sure. So I, I want you to have that safety net, but you still have to jump. Even with the 67 safety nets, you still have to decide to jump and to take the risk. And I can tell you confidently from the other side of that big, scary jump, one, it's the first of many (laughs) big, scary jumps. And two, it's totally worth it. I love what I do. I love everything. Well, I don't love everything about anything. (laughs) There are certainly still days where I would rather not work and I would rather watch Netflix. You know this about me. But I love what I do. I love it. I love the people that I get to help. I love the flexibility it affords my family. I love the money it affords my family. I love the people that I've met. I love the other entrepreneurs that I'm able to positively impact by hiring them and working with them and connecting them with, you know, like I love it. I love it all. And it has only happened because of the risk that I took and the risks that I continue to take. Um, And I say that as not necessarily a huge risk taker, (laughs) but everything in business comes with some level of risk. So we can do all these things, right? We can do this list of things to do before you quit your job. And then at the end of the day, you have to decide to do it. So if you're there, if you're in that spot, if you're like, Maddie, I've done all of this. I am checking things off this list left and right. I just haven't decided to do it. Take some time and reflect on if this is what you want and then do it. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally Podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.